Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Somewhere, like, a Mew Earth ghost shipper is going to crawl from the depths of the Earth and end up in our comments. Yeah, yeah, no, but seriously... Hi guys! Welcome to Lovecast Voice Love Podcast. I'm your host Pixie, and with me are my co-hosts Kayla and Alexa. Hello. Today we are doing a deep dive into Earth Mix. And <laughs> yeah, I need to find a better way to say that. <laughs> What's going on? I'm having a weird day, okay? <laughs> Hmm. Anyways, we'll start out with sort of tea time about Earth Mix and what camps are saying about promotions from GMMTV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when we reached, put out on social media that we were doing this episode, asking for things that we should talk about related to Earth Mix, Got a response from one of our listeners talking about the way GMMTV has been promoting them or the lack thereof. And they said, I don't know what you've heard about this, but hangers are pretty upset at the moment. We have the feeling that Earthmix are getting an unfair treatment from GMMTV. They didn't promote Cupid's Last Wish as they should have, and now they're doing the same with Moonlight Chicken. Earthmix have had some events recently, and the company didn't even announce them. Earthmix and fans had to promote them themselves. Also, the fan meet in Vietnam. They only tweeted about Om Nanan's fan meet and not Earthmixes. Of course, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but things like that happened a lot. And they're saying it's not just our imagination. We have a group chat that we're making to plan how to promote Moonlight Chicken suit. Moonlight Chicken. Moonlight Chicken soon. Because <laughs> um, if GMMTV doesn't want to do it, we're doing it. And yeah, so basically... It seems like GMMTV does not really say much about Earthmix or their activities or the things that they're doing together, and fans have been noticing. Yeah. And I honestly fear, because after reading that, I'm just like, yeah, I haven't mm-hmm. heard anything about Yeah, like <laughs> they mentioned they're doing. a fan meet in Vietnam. I didn't even know that was happening. Like, I've been seeing so much about 
GMMTV artist fan meets in Japan and Korea, like Omen Anon and Afka and then Brightwin and the F4 boys. But yeah. like, I had no idea that Earthmix were also doing fan meets. So right? I don't know. I feel like that definitely says something. Yeah, I feel like we knew they were getting a lot of shows and everything. And, and obviously, A Thousand Stars was a huge success. But like, it almost felt like they went completely off the radar if you're just considering what we're getting on Twitter and other social media. And yeah. honestly, it felt like sort of, if you're not in the fandom, you would forget they exist. Yeah. Interesting because they are, at this point, I think one of the more popular pairings that GMMTV has on their roster right now, especially after A Tale of a Thousand Stars. I mean, they kind of skyrocketed to one of their bigger pairings and having a bigger following. So it's weird to me that GMMTV seems to be dropping the ball with them. And I don't know if it maybe just seems like other pairings and shows are getting more. And so Earthmix in comparison is seeming like it's it's not getting much. But yeah, it's it's definitely weird. I mean, yeah, like you said, Pixie, like after seeing that tweet, I thought about it and I really don't see much about them on at least the official GMMTV social media. Like most of the stuff I see is coming from fans and fan accounts tweeting about the things that were going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at yeah. the same time, like Heather is saying, you know, GMMTV is still putting out Earthmix merch. You know, they just dropped all those, like, keychains and designs for all of their, like, current chips. And Earthmix mm-hmm. was one of them. So it's it's interesting how, you know, they still show up in that, in that portion when it comes to making money. Yeah. I just, I wonder what GMMTV is thinking about this. Because, like, it's ignoring one of your most favorite pairings is that really a good strategy for marketing (laughs) especially when they have a show coming up yeah right have we ever trusted gmmtv to make good choices when it comes to marketing and promotion though i can't say i'm surprised Yeah. It's just disappointing. And obviously the fans are disappointed by it. So it really sucks for them more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely forgot that Moonlight Chicken was a thing that's coming out because I don't think I've seen any promotion for it since they did their year-end announcement of Mm -hmm. all the shows. And then I think it was our... BLs that deserve better episode where I talked about Cupid's mm-hmm. Last Wish getting zero promotion after the fact. So yeah, it's plus death drop. That yeah, like killed it. It's yeah. very interesting how they don't even promote the shows that they're in. Like, okay, I could see maybe not promoting events, maybe, maybe, but not promoting shows that people are going to be watching or that you want them to be watching is odd. Definitely. Yeah. I don't understand where the... But I I sort of feel like GMMTV don't really know how to balance their talents and balance marketing. 100%. (laughs) I feel like that goes even beyond the BL realm, even into how they promote other artists compared to their artists who have been in BLs. But yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely even within the realm of BL, like within that subset of... GMMTV artists, I feel like they struggle yeah. with managing 
And it's kind of like once they see some new ship gaining, I just totally lost my train of thought. Traction. A new ship gaining, like, mm. traction. Yes, thank mm. you. They'll put, like, everything into that. Like, it happened with Omen like, and with Nan. First, then it's happening with First and Cowtongue right now. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. I think they're just, like, very, like, one-track minded when it comes yeah. to, like, mm-hmm. this ship is popular right now, so we're going to push everything Probably about them and that. forget everyone else. Yeah. 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 Because I'm sort of surprised because it feels like they are promoting old ships more than the popular newer ones sometimes. Like with Tay and Nui and um, Kristen Sinto. Like, even though they're not getting great promotion either. <laughs> they <laughs> Like, there's a balancing issue here. But, I mean, mm, I don't know. I sort of sometimes feel like they should just have a separate social media account for their boys' love content and not have it under everything. It's very easy for stuff Mm -hmm. to get buried in their social media. Yeah. I did notice that they started making, like, official Twitter accounts for some of their TV shows. Like, I noticed Never Let Me Go Mm -hmm. has... Like its own Twitter account, which is something I've never seen oh. from a GMM TV show before. Mm-hmm. So maybe they mm-hmm. are going to start like streamlining individual promotions for shows more. So it'll be interesting to see. I know, I think Moonlight Chicken has been pushed too early next year for its premiere. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see as it gets closer, you know, if they start getting that kind of promotion with, like, a Twitter account. Do you account think they're like trying that. to do the same thing they did with A Thousand Stars? Like, like put it off more. it and, like, got that, built up the hype, and I don't know. I don't know. I, I honestly think it's just I because they got overambitious with the amount of shows they wanted to do this year and their filming <laughs> yeah. schedule is behind. That's exactly what happened mm. last year, though. That's why Thousand Stars got aired late. Yeah. <laughs> well, that and they struggled filming it because of rain season, I think, with the mountains and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, either it's way, they're not getting enough promotion <laughs> and it's wrong, but I do think GMMTV is sort of, it has been doing like this overhaul of their whole operations trying to put the pieces in place. I think they have too much in a sh- they've gotten too Definitely. much attention in a short time period so they don't know what to do with all that international attention and everything. They just they're trying to figure it out and they're not good at it. <laughs> they're, they're not good at it at all. They're very bad at it. Let's just say that. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so as everyone knows, Earth makes like they're a huge popular ship from GMM TV. Mix is twenty four and Earth is twenty eight, and Mix is studying to be a vet, hmm. part of the youth movement in Thailand and very vocal about youth rights and LGBTQ rights. Which is amazing. He's a cool dude. Yeah, he's a, he's doing so much. Like, whenever I hear that someone is in, like, med school or veterinary school and also, like, acting and doing all of this, like, they do do, like, a lot of events and promotion for GMMTV and he's studying to be a vet on top of that. Like, 
crazy. It could never be me. <laughs> like, yeah, more I power mean, to him. You hear a lot of, like, in Hollywood and stuff, people who are, like, enter the entertainment industry when they are young and still go to school, they usually, like, quit school or, or go we'll to, like, private lessons or something, or yeah. something yeah. like that mm -hmm. instead. So, like, that he can do and vet school mm -hmm. at the same time as, like, being... Like, he, how many series? Three series? they have so far together yeah as earthquakes yeah 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 so how do he like find the time like <laughs> i don't know i don't i could i people like that are just like that's a whole different breed of person that i can ever understand or relate to <sighs> it's so impressive and he's just 24 like i, I know like, yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I can't think about it. I'll feel bad about myself. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they've both known each other since Mix was 15, which would have made um, Earth 19. Mm. They lived together for a while. Not anymore because uh, Mix's condo is finished. They were <laughs> raising their cats together while living together. <laughs> That I remember the freaking cutest thing. I remember the fandom when they were living together was just like the Delulu was an overdrive. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get it. Like they were living together, they were probably spending a lot of time together. But oh my god, the clips and stuff that I would see coming out when they were living yeah. together, it was it was a lot. <laughs> And I'm just like, we, like, we knew they were living together, but people were still, like, micro-analyzing all the pictures and stuff. <laughs> the well, blinds. The wallpaper and the blinds and that's the same room. And then we were just like, yeah, they are in the same house. Okay. <laughs> you can't do that. Like, it's not unheard of uh, visiting a very good friend <laughs> or staying with a friend for a while. <laughs> No, that yeah. was funny. Yeah. That was <laughs> It's good in the Lulu land when you can just, like, go amok. <laughs> Going amok in the Lulu land. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, they would hang out a lot. There would be a lot of stuff on socials. And the cats had their own socials. I mean, how did so they cute. find the time for all of this? <laughs> right? I keep going back to that. Oh my god. Mm. Yes. And they were on Safe House together. Mm -hmm. I haven't yeah. seen any of it. I like Heather gave us some clips. But it, honestly, I I've was never watching... watched a Safe House episode by... I, I don't watch full episodes. Like, what I've seen from Safe House has only ever been through clips on social media. But I was watching, like, Earth Mix compilations prior to recording this episode because I saw it was in the notes and I was like, well, I need to, I need to know the tea if we're going to talk about Earth Mix on Safe, Safe House. But yeah, I don't know. They just seem like you can tell watching their interactions that they're like genuinely consider each other their best friends because it all just feels mm -hmm. really natural. And I know we say that about a lot of ships and everyone wants to say that about their ships, but like 
me as someone who is not necessarily involved in the Earthmix fandom, like everything about them looked very natural in the way they're interacting and some of the clips that they were sent with like, there was the coffee clip that she was like <laughs> freaking out and had to find before we started recording the episode. <laughs> but yeah, it's all just very, very natural and very sweet, which I, I think you can't say about every couple as much as everyone wants to. Yeah. I mean, I was saying before we started the clip where they are in the bed in, in Safe House and Mix is cuddling up to Earth in his sleep. Mm-hmm. And Earth mm-hmm. is very, like, hands off and just, like, not touching him. And I'm just like, the level of respect... For someone that you are just, like, not touching them without their knowledge. And, like, he's obviously sleeping, so he doesn't know what he's doing. Mm -hmm. But Earth doesn't touch him without consent. And I'm just, like... I honestly... It's fucked up that... That it's, like, mind-boggling to (laughs) me. That is mind-boggling to me. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) That's how it should be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like kind of like the bar is on the floor, but mm-hmm. it's nice to see people like going above that bar and like being respectful of their part, their acting partner and their friend. And Earth mm-hmm. in general just seems like a very yeah. respectful dude and like such a nice it's guy nice. from you know what I've seen of him. So yeah, it fits from what I from what I've seen of him for yeah. sure. That he's and and I also said like I feel like Earth has never been very, like, touchy or or clingy or with his other co-stars or anyone else, like, Mm -hmm. the way that he interacts with Mix. Yeah. Which feels very natural and not, like... It's a level of comfort, it feels like. Yeah. 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 But I'm curious, if you're listening or watching the episode, make sure to let us know your favorite safe house moments, because I feel like... The three of us have only seen some here or there, so yeah. we've seen the big we ones that Heather to. Heather showed us, but we, we need, need to, to know scoop on the best Earth Mix ones. moments. <laughs> yeah, I mean, give us specific ones so we don't have to like slodge through like an give hour time long stamps, <laughs> safe house episode with no English subs. <laughs> <laughs> Putting them to work. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Earth has been in some other BLs, starting out with I don't Water want Boy. No. Like, okay, we are. <laughs> Oof. That show keeps coming up, and I regret <laughs> the time I spent watching it. Me I too. regret it with my whole being <laughs> that I. Not because of Earth. I'm just <laughs> not because just of Earth. Just the show. Just the show. Not as his a whole. fault. It's like it's not his fault. <laughs> like yeah. No, do you know who made me watch that? Ariel. Ariel, Ariel. made me watch mm-hmm. it. He was just like, "It's so good." I'm yeah, so we had a friend from one of, from our Discord I, server who was like, <laughs> "I hate such you, a big fan." <laughs> Yeah, Waterboy is was a show that happened, <laughs> and definitely not the greatest reference of Earth's acting career, I would say. Hell no. Mm-mm. It's like, if you want to know everything wrong, like, if you want to see a show that gets 
everything wrong. <laughs> literally <laughs> everything. Literally everything wrong. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. like everyone falls in love with a boy, even the lesbian. Even the lesbian? <laughs> oh my god. Some you people fall in love with adult men when they're like 18. Oh yeah. No, yeah. we were pretending that Someone's never happened. <laughs> god, Alexa, I have forgotten about that. Hey, your boy Top Tap. <laughs> no! Oh. Not in. No. <laughs> yeah, the essay uh, is really, really bad in that one. Yeah, that scene, the second that scene started, that's when I dropped the series completely and I was like, I can't do this. So, yeah, sorry to any Waterboy fans out there. Ariel might be the only one, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> face. Uh, no, I seriously, I hate that joke <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Same. <laughs> okay, next one. Love by chance. He plays type, which which I is so always forget that random so type in... funny. That is type <laughs> from Tharn type. That's type, like golf type. Like how can you I mean which came first, by the way? Love by chance. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But because that was twenty eighteen and then Tarn type was 2019 i think mm-hmm. yeah so i mean how do they get like honestly i think like earth is closer to how type is supposed to look according to the novel than mm. golf is mm. just saying but at the same time i just i imagine like in my head when i see like he's like earth is type i start imagining you and earth no. and i'm like no that is that could be possibly the most cursed ghost ship ever. Like that is so bad. Oh, yeah, my brain hurts. Somewhere, like a Mew Earth ghost shipper is gonna crawl from the depths of the earth and end up in our comments. Yeah, after yeah, no, this. but seriously, if you are a Mew. <laughs> I never thought that sentence would be uttered by a human. <laughs> oh, I'm crying. Oh my god. Okay. No, but like, if you forget about Tharn Type, he did a good job as Type. Like, but it's I think not he like did a, too. Yeah, it's not a huge role in in, in, in Love, Love by, by Chance. It was very just, small. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have Theory of Love. And I love Theory of Love. You know how you feel about Earth I Theory of Love. <laughs> and Earth I, and White. <laughs> Earth, like, honestly, Earth and White is just as bad as I was going to say, what is Earth and Mew or Earth and White? <laughs> Those are just as bad. <laughs> like, that they let that happen is just beyond me. And... Like, at one point, I was rooting for Gun and Earth to get together. So they did not fight. Oh my gosh. Like, 
Ugh. I'm gonna be honest. I was so like I didn't have strong feelings about that ship either way when I watched Theory of Love, and then we talked about it on the podcast, and Pixie hated it so much, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, what happened in this ship that Pixie hates it so much? I was just like. <laughs> that happened because it's a really like passive relationship they mm-hmm. just suddenly are together it makes no mm-hmm. sense but it just it's so wrong it's just <laughs> I saw that and just my whole body reacted I just like this is wrong <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah it is quite interesting to think about how many people Earth has been paired with and none of them have worked out until Mix mm-hmm. came along Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so, like, I had such a big reaction when seeing them together, and I think it's one of the reasons why it became so successful and why you kind of feel like they have this great chemistry, because you're used to seeing Earth in terrible pairings. <laughs> and then you get just, like, get this perfect one, and it's just like... It just oh. works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the proof is in the pudding, and the fact that they are moving on to their third show together. So obviously they found a pairing for him that truly works. Works. Yeah. Yeah. I've always loved Earth in all, like all his roles. I just think GMMTV have been like terrible at casting (laughs) in roles. Like not his fault. So Mix, he came out of nowhere for me. (laughs) I had... No idea who he was, and I'm pretty sure most of us didn't. But he got his, like, we were getting a, like a history lesson from Heather earlier. <laughs> 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 and she was talking about how he, Mix got the role because Earth wanted Mix to have the role. Yeah, because they knew each other, they had chemistry, and Earth was comfortable with Mix, and even though they were better actors at the auditions, they just work better as a pairing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But honestly, like, I mean, who knows who was at the auditions, but for A Tale of a Thousand Stars being Mix's first acting gig, like, he was really, really great in that show. Like, I would never pick him as, like, a newcomer actor if I was just mm. watching that show without any prior knowledge of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. I remember looking him up when Tale of a Thousand Stars was on, and when I saw that that was, like, the first thing he ever did, really, I was like, what? Wow. Yeah. Who is he? I wanted to, like, know everything. <laughs> the talent. It's just, like, how hard has he, like, had he, did he have to work? to get to the point that he got to. Like, he did get some extra time to work on his acting skills, considering they had to postpone filming all the time. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. still, I mean, some of these boys are in the, like, BL industry for years before you get to the point that Mix was when he was doing A Thousand Stars. Yeah. It was amazing. He was really great. Yeah. So, obviously, he doesn't, like, have a lot on his resume. Yeah. But he did He did a role in Fish Upon the Sky. I'm going to be honest, I did not, like, I watched until that episode where I'm just like, no. Yeah, I did not watch that show. 
isn't he? Doesn't he play like a, like a minor character that everyone is just like, oh? He was one of the main characters, like OG love interest before. Right. Um, I, I think he was Puwin's character's love interest before mm-hmm. Pond came in mm-hmm. and like they ended up together. But he was the one that Puwin's character like wanted to impress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So every time he came on, like he was in the frame. It was just like. It felt like angels were descending from heaven. <laughs> Just probably you know not too far from reality for Nick to be honest. You know, you know what it reminds me of? That scene in the Japanese, the, the satire BL. Satire uh, BL. Satire. Man defies the world of BL, yeah. Yes, the scene where that blonde kid has all the roses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> He okay. also had a cameo, like a two-episode cameo and vice versa, where he played mm, yeah. a vet named X, which I loved the um I loved the cameos and vice versa because they were so on the nose like that, but he was a vet named Nix in the Vice Versa universe, which was cute. But yeah, other than that, like I think he's had maybe one other cameo, but most of his main roles have been with Earth in their BLs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, going on to the big thing, A Tale of a Thousand Stars. <laughs> yes. Honestly, we waited for that show for forever. I mean, it was one of the most hyped show from the lineup the year before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... I remember the reaction when it was like finally gonna happen because, you know, you're, you wait so long and you get like worried that something's gonna fall through and they're gonna have to cancel the production and stuff but like i remember when it was early 2020 i guess when it like was finally happening that like the reaction that the fandom had was huge and yeah for good reason yes yeah i mean a tale of a thousand star it was like one of the it was very different from what we were used to seeing from gmm tv mm-hmm. and I also, like, the thing that they actually went into the mountains and filmed it and all the beautiful shots and using the locals, sort of, to film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they really did justice to, like, the the rural mountain setting that it was meant to be in and, like, they really went for it. And, you know, we know from when we talked with Drake about like what the environment was like up there and mm-hmm. some of the weather and stuff they dealt with. So, but I, I honestly think it really paid off for how the production came out in the end. Mm-hmm. Like it, it really made it all like feel that much more authentic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was one of my favorites of 2021. I, yeah, I think Definitely. we did our best BLs of 2021. It was it might have been on all of our lists, but at least a couple of our lists had made it on there. So, yeah. Yeah. It was a great show. It was. So, recently, it won the special award for foreign drama at the International Drama Festival in Tokyo, which is... Wow. Yeah, that was just like a yeah. couple of days ago. I remember seeing... Yeah. I think P. Oaf, like, retweeted something mm-hmm. about it and, like... It's still winning awards at the end of 2022, so I feel like that definitely says something about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every time I, like, hear news, like, uh, from Japan about, like, 
Thai BL, I'm always a little bit like, wow, okay. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, because it just shows how international some of these shows have gotten, that they're popular in other countries. Mm-hmm. And Japan is like the birth... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. place of BL and and just seeing that how Thai BL that has like based its industry on what came from Japan and just Mm -hmm. made it their own to the point that there is like a huge following of Thai BL in Japan is crazy. Yeah and I think it's telling because like historically the Japanese BL market is so closed off and mainly just stuck to what was coming out in Japan. So I think the shows that have gotten big there and have gained a following there, like really says something about the show, like, and how it was received there, you know, and, and such a historically closed off BL market. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's also had a slew of other awards such as best LGBTQ show plus show made in Asia from the Asian Content Awards in 2021. Hottest series from the 2020 How We How 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 I think. Awards. It's a, mag- it's a Time magazine. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they also won Best Couple and probably more awards. So if any of you guys know of any more awards they've won, please just yeah. I was Googling, and so, like, quite a few came up, but I was like, I can't (laughs) include all of these, so... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll just sit here for half an hour just Just going going through through all of (laughs) the (laughs) awards. 
my god. Yeah, so the kiss at the end wasn't originally scripted. I, I did not just, know that. <laughs> I remember just reading something about this the other day. Like, it must have been in our Discord server that they were talking about how... No, it was a clip from an interview where they were talking about, I guess, the kiss in A Tale of a Thousand Stars versus like what they've done for Moonlight Chicken recently and how they... The kiss in A Tale of a Thousand Stars was a surprise, but they, you know, sat down and talked it out with Piof and got to the point where they felt comfortable doing it. I think because it was Mix's first acting gig, it was obviously his first on-screen kiss. So, like, he had to work through those nerves and stuff like that. And then Mm -hmm. the interview went on to say that obviously they don't have those issues now because they've been working together for a couple years now. But, yeah, I just, like, that came up on Twitter or something the other day, and I was reading it. And that's how I learned that that script, that kiss was unscripted. Yeah. I remember seeing a lot about the forehead kiss at the airport. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. wasn't scripted either. And I remember that was like, that was all over Twitter after. Sometimes like forehead kisses are better than the actual kiss just based on the energy of the moment. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that was one of those examples where like the forehead kiss was like, the kiss from A Tale of a Thousand Stars. It, like, the kiss at the end was, like, great, but, like, the forehead kiss was, like, the one that had the people freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really, like, they really <laughs> went into these characters, and they mm-hmm. were, like, to the point that they felt like they would know better how their characters would react to things mm-hmm. than what the script was saying. And I love that. Yeah. And I think, like, that's what made the series so great. I don't think anyone else could pull it off the way they did. And at the same time, their characters, they fit their characters, which... It feels like they were, those characters were made for them. Like, yeah, Poopa mm-hmm. as Earth as Poopa and mm-hmm. Mix as Tien. Like, it just feels like the author wrote the book with them in mind, almost. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Heather's in the chat yeah, having her. Heather's <laughs> having feelings. Heather, okay, before we recorded this episode, Heather's like, I'm not going to type too much in the chat because I know it can be distracting. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's going off on this like one word per message rant about the, the forehead kiss at the end. <laughs> uh, we love it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it works. No, Heather, you're part of this podcast, even if it's just like texting on the side. <laughs> we'll be your voice. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, so do you guys have any other thoughts about A Tale of a Thousand Stars? I mean, I could just I, I could it. do a whole episode of how much I love that yeah, show. I really talked about it <laughs> yeah. quite a few times yeah, before our different episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go watch our past episodes if you want to hear our full thoughts about it. Little yeah. plug moment right there. Yes. <laughs> so this year they had Cupid's Last Wish. And obviously we had some thoughts about that. Yeah. <laughs> <Kayla>. <laughs> I just love that show. Like, it's, I've noticed that with Earth Mix, their pairing for some reason feels like very warm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to describe it. Maybe it's mm-hmm. because they're so familiar with each other and because they act so naturally, but 
they just feel warm and almost mm-hmm. like a home. I don't know how mm-hmm. else to describe it. But yeah, I get that vibe in Cupid's Last Wish, too. Yeah, Cupid's Last Wish was, I think the episode we talked about it before was in our Be All Dramas That Deserved Better, because yeah. kind of going back to what we mentioned before with the tea time, mm-hmm. it feels like it didn't get any promotion. And they had the whole Disney Plus mess where it aired on Disney Plus before, interna- like months before international fans could watch it, which I feel like was really detrimental to what the show could have been. Yeah. Disney Plus is like AIS play and that it's the bane of international fans' existence because a lot of the shows that are on Disney Plus Hotstar are exclusive, I think, to like mm-hmm. Asia or in Southeast Asia. So mm-hmm. yeah. and you have to have a Disney Plus subscription as well, which is money. So it kind of sucks yeah. that, you know, it, it could have been a great second project for them, but it got tampered down a lot by being so inaccessible i feel like yeah yeah that happens to a lot of shows that are like you see that with ai's play and all like these hard to watch places people are either gonna watch the illegal uploads or they just don't care when it gets released because the hype is over like internet hype is a part of what makes a show enjoyable Mm-hmm. And being yeah. able to talk to friends and talk across... Engage with um, the fandom, yeah. Yeah, and you can, like, engage with the Thai mm-hmm. fandom, and you can mm-hmm. engage with the Japanese fandom. It brings everyone together. Yes. Like, tweeting, trying to get the hashtag thing. trending and stuff like that. Like, it's just like a fandom bonding type situation. You're a part of something. It's sort of like if you're going to a concert to watch mm-hmm. like you know, yeah. idols or something. The it's energy. like sort of that feeling mm-hmm. when an episode airs and you're just like Everyone's on the same everyone. hype train. Yeah. Everyone yeah. is just like hyping it it's and true. it's just like mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I can only imagine like what it would have been like for Cupid's Last Wish if it had been like accessible to everyone at the mm-hmm. same time because it was earth mix in their second show and it was such a cool premise i know some people have like mixed feelings about body swap mm-hmm. shows which is fair but it was a really cool premise and the way they pulled it off was really interesting so it feels like it could have been so good for them and so big for them but it sucks the way yeah it, it i mean i think off. once again i think it's like gmm tv they put out too much on their plate this year and just can't follow up with everything, so... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And they will be starring in Moonlight Chicken, which will air next year, like we said. And I still am not over the name of that show, <laughs> and I just I don't get Moonlight it. Moonlight Chicken. <laughs> what I'm just thinking about how for a long time... We were, we thought I think it was, it was Heather was chicken. calling it Midnight Chicken. No, I was too. <laughs> you were calling I it Midnight too. Chicken? <laughs> I mean, none of those make sense. Moonlight Chicken, Midnight Chicken, whatever. <laughs> it's like, why are we talking about chicken? <laughs> How does a chicken come into play? We, we have to find out. But, no. <laughs> I'm really excited for it. Like, me as yeah. a person who typically hates cheating plot lines in mm-hmm. BL, usually because they're introduced as just, like, a stupid way to create like conflict for yeah. an established couple, but, like, yeah. 
between this and love mechanics, I've been like into the cheating plot lines lately, apparently. So I'm just like, the trailer looks so dark and adult, and I'm just like really excited to see how they pull it off. I mean, when the cheating is there as part of like the original story, and not right, just, it's it's essential to the plot and not just like thrown in as a random yeah. plot device to yeah, create exactly. drama. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't like when they try to censor controversial things, but I don't like it when they add them just because they need something. They don't yeah. have like the fantasy to. It's like. It's a moral dilemma, obviously, like, well, I think, I hope most people probably agree that cheating is, like, a morally wrong thing to do, but, like, that doesn't mean it can't be shown in media and you can't enjoy it when it's shown to have, like, the full range of consequences that come with that, which it seems like we will see in Moonlight Chicken, because, you know, I think they both have partners in that show who are played by First and Kaltong, which will be really interesting to see them after they become a pairing in their own regard. So, yeah, I don't know. I it's forgot gonna be, about that. Dude. Yeah, First and Kaltong yeah. play their, like, respective Earth and Mix's respective partners in Moonlight Chicken. So, yeah. Yeah, it'll be, it's gonna be real. I'm so excited for it. Like, the more I think about it, I'm just like, I'm so sad it got pushed to 2023, but hopefully that makes for a better product in the long run. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind them pushing shows because it means like they're taking it seriously and, mm. and doing it for the quality of the show, which gave us a great show with a thousand stars. Mm. But at the same time, waiting sucks. <laughs> sucks. <laughs> yeah. <It> sucks. <laughs> so they also done a lot of variety content, right? They have a Earthmix space, which is like their GMM TV variety show, which I think they're like on a seasonal break right now. Like season one finished up a couple months ago. But yeah, I love those kind of shows, like where they just let them kind of like do things together and try new things together and do episodes with their friends and other co-stars and stuff like that. It's just like, I'm sure like, obviously it's variety content, so it's scripted to some degree and what they're doing and certain things have to be included. But I just think like shows like that and variety content like that kind of is a cool way to see the progression of their ship over time and their friendship over time and seeing them do different things. It's always really fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They did like this pre wedding photo shoot Mm -hmm. that got a lot of very mixed feelings from people. Some people from what I gather thought that it was a little bit queer bait, like making money off of gay relationship kind of thing, which like, yeah, already is. <laughs> but I was watching, like, I can recommend everyone to check out a lecture by Dr. Thomas Bodinet. I think is yeah. how you say his name. I'm sorry if I butchered that. <laughs> he is um, basically a BL academic and he's done a lot of research and he's been to Thailand and, and done a lot of research there. And he has a lot of good points and well-researched points about how they deal with boys' love in Thailand. Mm. And going into, like, the queer baiting 
argument mm-hmm. and that side of things. He just did a lecture recently that I think we all enjoyed watching. Yeah, it's just he just has a really interesting perspective as someone who has the research part, but is also obviously part of the fandom and has been to Thailand and seen it firsthand. Yeah, as part of the LGBTQ Mm -hmm. community as well. So he has some really great stuff out there. But yeah, I remember that photo shoot, but I think, you know, they were also using it as, you know, there was the argument that, you know, they could have used, you know, queer people doing this, which like we don't know how Earth and Mix identify. So that argument is Mm -hmm. always kind of iffy to me. But also like, they were doing it to partially advocate for marriage equality, weren't they? Yeah. So, you know, and, and I think... And they've been very vocal about marriage equality yeah. before. I think we've talked a lot, and I remember specifically, like, from our interview with Santa and Earth, like, the idea of BL as a soft power. And no matter how these actors identify personally, whether we know it or not, they have a platform as BL actors, and... Mm-hmm using that platform to advocate for marriage equality, I think is important. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that photo shoot is something that gets people talking and it Mm -hmm. could be clickbaity or whatever, but that's the whole point is that like you want people talking about the photos and that leads Mm -hmm. into the conversation about what these photos were for. So I can see, I definitely see the argument from both sides and I understand why some people came off with mixed feelings about it. But like, Mm -hmm. I think the intent behind it made sense to me to, to an extent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was kind of a tangent. (laughs) We were talking about earth mix mix space. And They did a camping concert. Yeah, that just happened recently with Jung and Dunk and Pond and Fuwin. I saw some clips from that. (laughs) I saw some clips of them wearing the clothes from a thousand the Italo- stars. Yeah, yeah, I remember oh, watching the clip from that. It was like, it brought back all of the feels. Yes, they were kind of like wearing the outfits and, and oh, my oh God. yeah. I was melting and I just saw a clip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That was good move, GMMDB. <laughs> <laughs> For once. <laughs> For once, a good move, GMMTV. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I like if they're gonna do like concerts or fan meets and stuff like that. I love this concept of sort of like rehashing old shows and sort of acting it out on stage. And it's me too. It's, I think I would rather have that and giving me that nostalgia and just everything than like. Like the old school fan service. Making them play the the pocky yeah. game like yeah. on stage and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. No, yeah, I think it's a great way to still give those like very feelsy moments while also probably making it more comfortable for the actors because they're going back into their character and into the relationship with the characters and it's it's acting for them, bringing that acting back onto this the the live stage as opposed to in the show. But yeah, I think it's a really cool way to like bring those couple feels that the fans are, are looking for and bring the nostalgia back from the show. But also like, it's a little less blurring the line than some of the previous fan meet fan service that we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a question in our sheet about like, did how DMM TV struck gold with them? As a pairing. 
And I was just thinking about that. And I'm just like, GMMTV lately have been sort of hitting the sweet spots with some of these pairings. Mm. But after a lot of failure. <laughs> yeah. It's like by luck or by chance that yeah, these mean, things are happening. Earth Mix was not GMMTV doing at all. <laughs> Obviously, that was That was Earth. Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Earth Literally. was tired of this bullshit <laughs> and took it into his own hands. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to suffer anymore, please. <laughs> Good for him. Yes. And I wonder if that's why they aren't, like, pushing it like they did with Brightwind, as an example. Like, I would compare A Thousand Stars with Together in popularity. Although it didn't get the same COVID push. <laughs> mm. But they Brightwind has been, like, been really pushed by GMMTV, even though they aren't doing BL, because obviously that's not what they wanted to do and together just got them like to jump over some steps to what they really want to do (laughs) which is fine like no one is saying anything about it that's fine they do whatever they want to do if your bl isn't like one of the like like join bl die bl like you can't do anything else (laughs) (laughs) like a cult But that's, like, Brightwind has been, like, orchestrated by GMMTV. While Earth makes sort of just came together on their own. So I wonder if that's why they, GMMTV just haven't, it kind of feels like, you know, when you have, like, a parent who doesn't want to listen to your ideas so you kind of need to, like, to shove them in the right direction <laughs> until they get the idea themselves. <laughs> mm, I love that. Right? That's a good comparison. <laughs> Not speaking from personal... <laughs> no, that sort of feels like that, but who knows? Who knows? Like, I would love to be a fly on the wall of GMMTV. Yeah. Do you guys think, like, they will be a pillar of GMTV, like Afghan, like Tainu, Kristen Sinto? Yeah, those are the... I don't know. I feel like there was, for a while, there was this talk about, like, the new pillars of GMMTV, and, like, I know Mm -hmm. Brightwind were in talks for a while after Together was very, like, at its peak, and then... Like, Earthmix are definitely in talks as well, but I feel like GMMTV just, like, has kind of had a resurgence of the OG pillars. Like, yeah. obviously, Tay New have, like, made a major comeback in the last, like, year or so. They had some personal stuff going on, you know, there was, you know, all kinds of stuff that they worked out, but, like, GMMTV has been pushing them, like, hardcore lately with doing fan mm-hmm. meets and stuff like that. There's talks that they'll have another series together, all that kind of stuff. Off-Gun have just been stable from the get-go. They're not going anywhere. Um. And Chris and Singto, I think, are kind of the same. Like, even though Singto is not in GMMTV anymore, like, they just kind of are existing as Chris and Singto. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like it'd be interesting if there was another ship that sticks for long enough. Like what, what, what is the criteria to come a pillar, become a pillar of MTV, I guess is my question. Like how, how do we decide that? I think that like, if we're talking about their ships that have the most potential for longevity, I think Mm -hmm. earth mix is definitely like up there Mm -hmm. as like one of the top ones, but Yeah. yeah. I definitely don't think anyone's going to be replacing anyone as a pillar. Mm -hmm. It'll just be like adding on so that there are more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think right now, if if there was going to be another one, Earth Mixer definitely like would probably be most likely. I think Mm -hmm. most of their other ships are pretty like new. First and Kowtung, I know, have gotten extremely popular, extremely fast, but they're yeah. That's just been within the last year. Understandably so. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting because they have the kind of similar dynamic of they have been friends for a while and similar to Earthmix mm-hmm. and are now ending up in this situation where they did a show together and have become a ship. So, you know, that kind of friendship to BL partner pipeline, I guess, is profitable for GMMTV. <laughs> That's the new trope. <laughs> the friend, best friends to BL partner. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, who knows? I mean, GMMTV is growing, like their BL department (laughs) is growing so fast, but at the same time, I feel like they're sort of just throwing everything at the wall and just like, yeah, have some young dunk, some C. Jimmy C. Jimmy? Jimmy Jimmy. C. (laughs) Just. Everything at the wall and see what happens. <laughs> and who knows if we're gonna see all of these? Like for the next announce, the the next. Oh, what do you call it when they show everyone? Their showcase. Showcase. I wonder which ships are gonna get any shows, and I yeah. wonder if they're gonna break any ships up. That's like always... next year, are we not gonna get any first Kowtong? Like, yeah, is that gonna yeah. happen? I feel like that's the new and next is always kind of I feel like the indicator that's of right. yeah. how did a ship <laughs> fare. So I'm very curious to see how Jim MTV new and next the showcase happens this year because they do have so many new ships from this past year. But they also always have a lot of, like, new young talent coming in. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. We talked before, earlier in this episode, about how they don't know how to balance things. So, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how all of these new ships versus the new actors that they have coming in versus potentially some old ships getting new series again. Like, Yeah, be, and are they going to give Neo and Louis uh better. I think, okay, the one thing I'm sure of, or semi-sure of, is I think the side couple from Vice Versa is going to have a series together next year because GMMTV has been promoting the hell out of them. Ow and Boom Boom are their names. Oh, there was a discussion about which name came first. Yeah, they were having a whole discussion. Yeah, but like they've been doing events with all of these like Jimmy C and June Dunk and First and Kowtung. So that's like the one thing I'm sure of. But that's getting off topic again. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like that's going to be the big indicator. I know I think I remember seeing in the past that like 
Mix and Earth have kind of talked about the potential of Moonlight Chicken being the last time they work together for the foreseeable future. So, you know, it could be like an off-gun thing where they don't do a project for two years and then suddenly we have like a new theory of love with Earth Mix coming out of the woodworks type thing. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. It's very hard to predict, I feel, because there's so much going on that you, like, I doubt, like, GMMTV knows what to do. They don't know. (laughs) No. They don't know what they're doing. (laughs) Hell no. (laughs) They have no idea. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. So, if we see another Earth Mix series after Moonlight Chicken, what would we like to see from them? For me... I feel like they are a ship that cannot be in like one of these school BLs. Like, so, do not. Mm-hmm. Earth is almost thirty. Do don't not make that man dare put them no. in some school shit. I could see like an office rom com, a la like we're getting that step by step series from D Hub House next year. That's like the older, like, office manager and, like, I could see them in, like, an office rom-com, like, an adult life type situation for them. Listen, I want to see, like, Earth, like, cop mix, like, mafia boy kind of thing going. (laughs) Oh, like, trapped. Yes! Earth mix version of trapped. Yeah, they need to make the tie trapped. And with it Earth needs and Mix. <laughs> Alright, we have a new plot to propose to GMMTV, guys. <laughs> that would be really interesting. But yeah, I think they would have to be and like they couldn't they couldn't do a university BL. Like it would have to be some kind of adult life situation. Mm-hmm. Earth has like a or mix has like a mafia son would be really interesting to see. Mm-hmm. I think he would be really good in that role. Like, he has, like, this angelic look on it, of him, mm-hmm. like, but and then you just put him into, like, this... A mafia family. Yeah, that would be mm-hmm. great. Yeah. I'm a big advocate for there being a medieval BL, Ooh. where mm-hmm. one is a prince and the other is Ooh. his knight. So I yes. could imagine okay. Mix as a prince. Yes. Yes. Earth as the knight in shining armor. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, no, yes. they give off those vibes. Yeah. They do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone let us know what your dream Earth Mix series would look like if they were to have another one in the future after mm-hmm. Moonlight Chicken. I'd be really curious to see what other people can imagine them doing. Yes. Yeah, so this is it for this week's episode. Leave a comment down below or over on our social media telling us what you love about Earthmix. We need to know. If you haven't noticed, me and Alexa are wearing like drip. <laughs> drip. It's got. That's what I have the pink milk t-shirt and Alexa is wearing our new logo shirt, which you can find in our merch store. So we have mugs, we have tote bags, we have everything. Stickers, everything, beanies, you know. Go check it out. 
If you enjoyed the episode, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Sharing this episode with your friends really helps us out. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode, and we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.